Hi, I'm Carol Pope, and you're listening to The Stewie Tunes Show with Tony Stewart and Aaron Badgley. Welcome to The Stewie Tunes Show. These are rock and roll stories in 10 minutes or less. In today's episode, we're going to learn about Elvis the Pelvis. Hi, and welcome to the show. So today, we're going to be talking about how Elvis Presley earned a nickname which he absolutely hated, Elvis the Pelvis. Elvis Presley had many nicknames, including early ones like the Hillbilly Cat and Mama's Boy, and later ones like the King of Rock and Roll. Just mention the King, and everybody knows who you're talking about. However, one of his funnier nicknames, which he hated, was Elvis the Pelvis. There's a bit of a backstory as to how he got this nickname, so let's dive in. In an interview in 1956, Elvis recalled how he was an unknown just a couple of years earlier. Here's what he said. The very first appearance after I started recording, I was on a show in Memphis where I started doing that. I was on a show as an extra added single, a big jamboree at an outdoor theater, and I came out on stage and I was scared stiff. It was my first big appearance in front of an audience. And I came out and I was doing a fast type tune, one of my first records, and everybody was hollering. And I didn't know what they were hollering at. Everybody was screaming and everything. And then I came off stage and my manager told me they was hollering because I was wiggling my legs. And so I went back out for an encore and I did a little more. And the more I did, the wilder they went. It didn't take long for newspapers to notice and they weren't all in favor. Consider this rather nasty review from the Sioux City Journal on May 24, 1956. His performance was the most disgusting exhibition this reporter has ever seen, for Presley is the male counterpart of a hoochie-coochie dancer in a burlesque show. Now, for anybody who's under the age of 75, a burlesque show is basically a striptease. However, the nickname really stuck after his appearance on television on the Milton Berle show on June 5, 1956. Elvis's performance of Hound Dog and his accompanying movements on stage had teenage girls across America in a frenzy and turned Elvis into a superstar. It really bothered him that his movements on stage were compared to those of a stripper, and he did his best to explain why this was not the case. In another 1956 interview, he put it a little more bluntly. They say I do bumps and grinds. Why, I never did a bump or grind in my life. 
What I do is, I wiggle my shoulders and I shake my legs and I walk up and down the stage and I hop around on one foot, but I never bump or grind. After this performance, newspapers, parent groups and religious organizations went berserk. They were so outraged that on another TV appearance, a short while later on The Ed Sullivan Show, network censors insisted that the cameras could only show Elvis from the waist up so that the youth of America wouldn't be corrupted. The next time that you're online, be sure to check out the footage from that performance on The Ed Sullivan Show. It's pretty hilarious. to the appearance on the Milton Berle show came from all corners. The New York Times said that, and I'm quoting here, he had no discernible singing ability, and the New York Herald called him unspeakably untalented and vulgar. It got worse when on the Steve Allen show later that month, censors insisted that Elvis had to wear a tuxedo, and they made him sing Hound Dog to a dog named Sherman. He felt humiliated by this appearance. However, despite the best efforts of the censors, the damage had already been done, and Elvis's reputation made him all the more of a hot commodity. Of course, there was also a lot of outrage over the fact that teenagers were spending their hard-earned money to go and see Elvis. His early fans were often referred to as juvenile delinquents. In another 1956 interview, when asked about this, he said, They're somebody's decent kids, probably that was raised in decent homes. If they want to pay their money and come out and jump around, it's their business. They'll grow up someday and grow out of that. But while they're young, let them have their fun. By this time, Elvis was well on his way to becoming the king of rock and roll. Pretty amazing for a truck driver from Tupelo, Mississippi, who only two years previously had walked into Sun Studios in Memphis and wanted to record a song to give his mother as a birthday present. The rest, as they say, is history. Well, that music means that's all we've got for episode one. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, and I hope you'll join me in another week or two when I put out episode two. Until then, thanks for listening, and see you next time. <laughs>